0: Now is the time for a new generation. Fuck D. Simon. Fuck Lance Wackerly. Fuck Harrison. It's time for Chicken and Wrong 2.0. <laughs>
1: This is Sick and Wrong,
2: the world's source for antisocial commentary, brought to you by AdamAndEve.com. Good evening, and welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. I'm one of your host, E. Simon.
3: And I'm Harrison.
2: Harrison, how's tricks? I, uh, I heard that uh, you had some mishaps with your uh, cat this week.
3: Yeah, yeah, my cat has no teeth now. Um... Just some, some more sad sack Charlie Brown bullshit that life is hitting me with these days.
2: So so Harrison, much like myself, you know, Harrison's in his late thirties. Um, I'm already past that in my forties. We we are single men who live with let's cats. Say, let's say let's say mid-30s.
3: mid thirties. Okay, mid, I, don't I, got, I oh, yeah. qualify as late yet.
2: Harrison's in the mid thirties yeah. as of right now, for a few months, right?
3: <clears throat> for a while now.
2: For a while, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. So you're in your mid thirties yeah. and you also live alone. With a cat Um, I'm also I'm also a man who lives alone a single man who lives alone with a cat Um, so if you think about it you know the the cat is probably one of the more important things in my life I'm a you know I I, at first I had a buyer's remorse with Hecubus because he costs a lot of money and I'm Jewish but then after a while he's really grown on me he's become like you know like uh, you know my child I definitely have quite a connection so if if something happened to Hecubus I, I would, you know, probably pay, shell out a lot of money to take care of them. And so you're faced with the same situation with your cat. Risk, yeah. Um, you've how old is your cat? Two years old. And you, you like adopted her from like a like a re, like you were like wandering around a rest stop like late at night or something.
3: We were driving. We were driving along the highway, and we pulled into a rest stop and found her like in a, you know, like meowing from a bush. Inside a bush
2: You know My brother hangs out At just random rest stops <laughs> Does he? Yeah Like he, he When he goes why on did, Why
3: do gay people Still need to do that Just the
2: internet <laughs> Isn't that like What they did in the 80s <clears throat> My brother said He just likes it Because it's old school Oh okay It's so like that, a retro that... charm it. <laughs> Yeah so I was just wondering I don't know if you're Doing that I don't know if it works For straight people No I, I don't think for... so <laughs> <laughs> I mean you could probably Hang out there But you're probably Not going to meet Too many women No At the rest stop But so you found a cat though yes okay alright yeah. so you, you got your cat and uh, you had it two years and then, then what, ha- what happened with, these, with the teeth here
3: uh, something called tooth resorption where basically the the, uh, the body treats the teeth like foreign entities and starts attacking them um, with yeah. antibodies and it causes like mouth lesions and the only cure is to just get the teeth out of there
2: so I mean was it like a was there a whole mouth infected like teeth falling out
3: her t- yeah, they were looking bad. It
2: was looking bad. How do you know? I mean, is the cat crying, running around, or is it just sitting there just like looking pissed off?
3: It hasn't got. she hadn't gotten to the point where it would like cause painful tooth lesions yet, but she was getting there. And the vet like took a look at her and he's like, yeah, you got to take these teeth out.
2: So now... Uh, to cure
3: her madness. So now
2: she just has no teeth. Now she has no teeth. Just, it's just a gum, just gums. Yeah.
3: Just gums got taken out the other day.
2: Do you have to get um, her dentures? No, okay. I, I don't know. I mean, I don't know if they make what, that.
3: It's ridiculous. What,
2: would you have done that what's the though? With you? If they were like, you know, we do have cat dentures, but you got to take them out every night, put them back in.
3: If they glue in, if they're
2: like gl- glowed in the dark, I would, I, would, I would if they like you could switch them out for different right. kinds of teeth,
3: yeah. I those, would give him those chattering teeth. I get I, those.
2: I would give them those like redneck looking teeth. Yeah. You know, or or the big book of British smiles. I'd open up that. Um, wow, how much did it cost you?
3: Almost 3 grand.
2: Jesus Christ, man. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Mhm.
3: That that happens. must have
2: hurt. It did. It still does. Did you get to keep the teeth?
3: Um, actually, fuck. I was going to ask them for the goddamn teeth and I forgot.
2: You should. You can make, like, I don't know, jewelry yeah. out of it or something, like a pendant. I,
3: I don't think you do, to be honest, because it's, like, biohazard, but I forgot to ask. Huh. I was going to I was gonna ask, but I was, you know, too overcome with fucking, you know, trepidation over the whole thing, so.
2: Yeah, no, I would have been yeah. very ill at ease. So, the, the cat, was it, like, an outpatient thing, or was it in there overnight?
3: Uh, I left her there during the day. They did the operation. I came and got her in the afternoon.
2: So how do you feed her now? Do you have to use a bottle? No, no.
3: I mean, she, she, she ate soft food before, so she still eats soft food now, so it's fine. Damn.
2: Damn. Yeah, that, yeah that, that sucks. Although, you know, I think about it now. Hecubus likes to bite. Like when he's like, you know, you're playing with him or whatever. Sometimes he'll just fucking bite you. Like he'll bite the fuck out of your hand like it hurts. So, you know, you don't have to worry about that anymore.
3: Yeah, she did that too. Now she's not gonna be doing that anymore. So you're so. just
2: gonna get these like weird gummy bites. It's like getting yeah. bitten by an old man.
3: Pretty much, yeah.
2: Weird. Yeah. Three and, grand. And she's dude. all
3: she's all on like painkillers now.
2: So it, So she's on mellow?
3: She, she's out of control. Yeah. She'll be like we'll have it we'll be having like a conversation about Bukowski and she just like nods out in the middle of the conversation, you
2: know? She's like, put on some velvet t- underground, t- man. T- typical,
3: typical junkie bullshit, Yeah. You know?
2: <laughs> I want to hear some Lou Reed. All right. Well, Harrison, sorry to hear that. And uh, yeah, the three grand sucks. But you know what? It's your cat. You yeah. kind of have to do it. You got to bite the bullet sometimes. You know.
3: Yeah. I mean, good thing I got a job now. Yeah.
2: You know, that's that's a good thing. Um, do they have payment plans? I think they, they might. I so, don't know. huh? Yeah. You know, you could be in in debt to the vet the veterinarian the yeah. vet the vet dentist. Um. Well, in other news, there there are there is actually other um. Uh, major news going on. Other than than that, even though that's that is pretty major. Um, did you read? Have you read all this stuff about this uh, this the J- this James Dean character? Of course. The controversy oh. circulating oh, yeah. around this uh, porn star James Dean. Absolutely. The boy next door. The porn boy star. next door. Yeah. I, the, and
3: this guy. I mean, the main reason this guy irritated me before all this controversy came out is that it was kind of like a way. For, like, basic bitches to, to, to prove that they were edgy, to be like, oh, yeah, I'm a fan of his. You know? I'm
2: into porn. Yeah. Because James Dean, is, he's the feminist porn star. Right. You know what? It's it's basic bitches that, uh, you know, ascribe to fucking Jezebel. And then Jezebel gives, them, gives James Dean their official endorsement and said he's, right. like, this cute guy next door that will hold your hand and watch Clueless with you. But then also, fuck you. And, <laughs> right. uh, you know, and then all of a sudden, they're like, okay, it's acceptable. For me. And now I'm an edgy porn. Like, I'm into porn because I like right. this guy, James Dean. It pissed me off. You know what pissed me off about it? Is porn stars, male porn stars, are not supposed to look like James Dean. If, if you look at the, the like, canonical porn, they're supposed right. to look more like Ron Jeremy. And so then all of a sudden, you get a guy coming in here, James Dean, good looking, it just ruins the whole the, the, the whole now, porn canon.
3: Now, are the Star Wars novels considered part of porn canon? I, I lost track of
2: this. <laughs> well, you got to ask yep. Disney about that because I okay. think they kind of reinvented everything. But I'm right. gonna say there's this there's an official porn canon. Like you know, I've been watching porn since I don't know the '80s. Yeah, I could say I'm well, You could say I'm well acquainted with pornography. I've grown up watching porn, and I just I'm I'm used to a certain kind of man in my porn. Like I don't like to see him. Right. And if, you know, and if it, so I, like, I'd rather not even see the guy's face. But if I do, I'd want to see a face like Ron Jeremy.
3: Yeah, you want to see a guy that, like, if he died in a gutter next week, you'd be like, yeah, that sounds about right.
2: Yeah. You know, he did porn. He was a porn star. That's yeah. just, you know, the typical life. And then all of a sudden, here comes James Dean. Mm. You know, this, like, really attractive guy. All the girls are. Are uh, freaking out about him because they because he's a feminist porn star. So that means you're allowed to like watch. You're allowed all of a sudden like, suddenly to like porn, which which is fine. I'm glad that women like porn, but they shouldn't like porn because the the social media, you know, Jezebel is, is endorsing a porn star. That's not why you wa- you watch porn, right? You know, and also
3: how much of it is people actually watching porn? It's like me. It's like. Because I walk through the room during Thanksgiving and see somebody watching a football game, I'm suddenly a football fan now. I'm not. I don't give a shit. You know? It's,
2: exactly. And, and, and I think it became, like, hip to kind of like James Dean because, he you know, he was cast in that, uh, that movie The Canyons with Lindsay Lohan. Right. You know, yeah. so so here you have this guy who's cultivated this internet image. You know, built up a huge social media following on Twitter and Facebook. You know, he's a, he's won the love and admiration of feminist sites like Jezebel. He gets a uh, a column in Frisk Magazine, which is like I guess some uh, feminist literature magazine or something. Mm. Um, and then all of a sudden, his ex girlfriend tweets out that he had held her down, ignored their safe word and raped her. Stoya. Right. Stoya came out and tweeted this like last week. And uh, then like since then, like nine other women have come forward and said that, you know, this guy is a, is a sadistic rapist, you know, and, uh, and this whole feminist porn star thing is, is just, you know, was was created by the media. Like it's right. not true.
3: And it's tricky because the, you know, the whole genre of porn that, at least that one-third of his oeuvre is, is kind of simulated rape, right?
2: Yeah. Well, that, that's his whole thing because he works, right. you know, for like, uh, like BDSM porn, like kink, like kink.com. And it's yeah, supposed I'm, to be simulated rape, like this whole fantasy. I,
3: I, I'm familiar with that, Dee, yes. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I, I, I assume yeah. so. Yeah. I, fi- I figured you got at least one terabyte hard drive there <laughs> with kink videos. Um, but so, so anyway, you know, Dean responded to these allegations – uh, by saying he was honestly shocked and that he had never claimed to be a feminist or the boy next door. Like he said that, you know, that, that's not something that he proclaimed. But this, this you know, I read in some, uh, I think it was the Huffington Post, it said he previously told Elle magazine that, this, this is a quote here, I wouldn't consider myself a feminist. At the end of the day, I want everyone to have the respect that they deserve and to respect people's civil liberties, or civil liberties and rights. I don't know. Maybe I am a fucking feminist. Mm. So you could just kind of see, can't you, just see that that smarmy fucking attitude that this guy has? Yeah. And so anyway, you know, on top of that, there's been stories circulating about James Dean though for years, like through the industry. But I think a lot of uh, actresses were were you know uh, intimidated; they didn't want to come forward because you get blackballed. You're not sure. going to work for any of these uh, companies. Like, you know, he he was like the darling of kink. He was uh, like a bunch of uh, evil angel and a uh, Joanna angel. He dated her. And so I I actually dated a girl who uh, was one of the burning angel girls for a little while. And she had stories about this guy. Mm. She said that uh, he would just for no reason, like, uh, just grab a girl by the throat and like throw her up against the wall. Say shit like you never talk back to me. Like, just, he- kind, of, just kind of like to... to
3: and not on camera.
2: No, like it's this off was off camera. camera. Like she said yeah. uh, they were out like having brunch or something. It was like James Dean and like four, four girls. They're eating and like one of the girls made a joke about him. Like said something funny and everyone kind of laughed. And he didn't say anything for a couple minutes. And then just out of nowhere grabbed her by the throat and just slammed her against the wall. And was like, you never make a fool of me. Learn that.
3: And you can only do that kind of shit when you're at dinner. Like at, at yeah. Olive Garden. You can't pull that shit at brunch. You
2: Everybody don't do that at Denny's. You do yeah. not grab women by the throat at Denny's.
3: Only at Olive Garden for dinner. And only on Wednesdays.
2: That's a new it. definition of a Grand Slam breakfast, though.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: That was bad. Yes. That was pretty bad. Anyway, um, so anyway, what, what I'm saying here is that there's been rumors and stories circulating about this guy for a long time. And Stoya, you know, is one of the first people to come forward. And so now nine other people came forward. We're about to speak to uh, one of these girls, uh, Nikki Blue. She's a porn actress who, uh, I think she was involved with Kink, amongst other studios. I think now... Now she just says mostly nude modeling. But um, she came forward and she spoke to the Daily Beast and a couple other news outlets about her inner, her experience working with James Dean. So we're going to talk to her about this. But what's interesting about this whole controversy is the people that are coming to the defense of James, like writer Brett Euston has been declaring this whole thing a witch hunt. It's right. saying that uh, these women are just seeking publicity. You know, hmm. But Brett Euston is kind of a notorious troll
3: he is, yeah. yeah. And I mean, well, you know, how could you not take the word of a man who once elaborately wrote a scenario in which a rat chews through a woman's vagina
2: into her body, you know? Exactly, yeah. I mean, of course, you gotta... <laughs> American Psycho, people. Right. This is, this is yeah. the book that this guy wrote.
3: One of the most disturbing things I've ever read in my life. That's yeah,
2: actually I would agree with that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, we're going to talk to Nikki Blue. I'm going to get her side of the story. I want to find out... Um, what she thinks of this whole situation and let um, me just say that
3: i am i am drinking a, a good old help in here of, of fruit for this whole thing
2: <laughs> <laughs> you know what pass over a shot of that because i'm will. enjoying this myself do i detect a hint of cinnamon <laughs> and <laughs> maybe right.
3: maybe a little bit of urine but it's still good
2: <laughs> let's uh let's give nikki a call here all right nikki how you doing
4: i am awesome
2: that that is good thanks for being on sick and wrong you got a uh, d simon and uh, harrison here with you hi nikki hi um, yeah thanks for being on the show especially to discuss such a difficult uh topic here and um yeah i mean it's like uh it's, it's a pretty major controversy uh a little background on you uh how are you still working in the industry
4: Um, on and off, but not like full-blown adult, more like artistic nudes and girl, girl and stuff like that. Webcamming. Um, I don't do the whole fetish BDSM scene anymore. So
2: you, you did, you you used to work for Kate, right?
4: Yes. I was actually contracted there for about three months.
2: What What year was that?
4: That was 2010 to 2011, starting in December.
3: Yeah, she's she's no lightweight. She's done quite a lot of. Yeah, <laughs> lot Harrison's of very about, familiar yeah. with
2: Kink. Actually, yeah. back in 2010, I was dating a uh, Kink actress named uh, Holly Stevens. You know her, or did you know her? She's she actually died of cancer.
4: Oh no! Yeah, she was. Her, yeah.
2: But um, I remember attending a few different events at the Armory. Um, she did one, one thing called Ultimate Surrender, where it was girls wrestling. And mm-hmm. then uh, she also bartended an event called, like, Public Humiliation, which was kind of disturbing. <laughs> like, it was.
4: Oh, uh, it, it is disturbing. You, do, really. do you,
2: have you done that one?
4: No, I haven't. But basically... I have, because what happened to me that night was, like, a public disgrace. A public
2: disgrace. That's not public humiliation. It was called, it was Mistress Donna, right? Well, it was public
4: humiliation as well, but um, public disgrace and public humiliation is kind of similar, the same thing.
2: Yeah, but isn't the series called, like, Public Disgrace, and, like, Mistress Donna goes to bars, and they just, yeah, they humiliate you publicly. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of, uh, well, not kind of, but that's exactly, isn't that what happened with uh, with you and James Dean?
4: Yeah, that's exactly what happened, except it wasn't on camera. <clears throat> but it was on my personal camera that I had at the time, and um, that was the only camera that was around.
2: So, so, so what happened? Can you tell us a story?
4: Well, at the time, I was living in the armory which was a lot of fun. I enjoyed living in the armory, but I always had this sense of fear because the doors didn't really lock, and every now and then, you know, the male talent would just walk down the hallways and kind of peep in through the door to see if, you know, I was alone or if other girls were alone. So it was really easy to, you know... um have a sexual
2: experience Well, that that place is (laughs) bizarre like i have been there a few times it's like they had all those weird theme rooms but then the dude that owns it that british guy
4: peter i know him well yeah Yeah. he's
2: an odd fellow so but i I, but i you know it's it seemed like you just lived there it's kind of it seemed like more like a, a commune kind of like you just kind of hung out no 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 locks on doors do whatever you want kind of thing
4: Yeah, that's how it was when I was there. I mean, right when I was leaving Kink, they were just now starting to put up security doors. So it's probably more secure now, but I have no idea because I haven't been back. So all I know is they were planning on making it more secure, but it definitely wasn't while I was there.
2: Mm.
4: And, um,.
2: So tell so tell me what 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 was your experience working with uh, with with James Dean or your experience with James Dean?
4: Well, at first it was like a honeymoon period where I found him very attractive. He had a very smooth way of communicating with women. He had that dominant side that kind of attracted me because, you know, I kind of like a guy that you know can go after what he wants instead of just wishing and so in the beginning i was like totally in love with him i really liked him
2: he seemed he seemed quite charming
4: yes yeah very charming but also real eager to get in your pants (laughs) too
2: Oh, and the most dudes i can see that
4: yeah and you know for a about a month I was known as the kink virgin so everyone was trying to like pop my cherry and were you an actual virgin man. wasn't there yeah, something yes. called a hymen cam around that time yes. hmm.
2: yeah. <laughs> wait what, what's the hymen cam
4: where they took a camera and they inserted it into my vagina to show the hymen inside
2: wow so you really were a virgin how, how old were you
4: I was 21 at the time.
2: Well, that's (laughs) that's rare.
4: But I actually had um, anal sex before that, so it wasn't as if I was just a complete Bambi deer virgin at 21. I was already pretty naughty. It's just I never did anything vaginally because I didn't want to get pregnant, and I didn't like birth
2: control because it makes you fat and so, so you're just so, like let's just use the back door all right well course. i think that counts i think yeah. that counts I, lo- I love how harrison knows about the hymen cam <laughs> i'm
4: glad he knows too at least he did his research yay
2: yeah uh research quote unquote so uh so you're a hymen cam. you're you're doing you're you're virgin you're known as the virgin you're popular there because you're new right Yes. So then, uh, so was James Dean like, I'm going to pop your cherry?
4: No, not really. He was actually, when it came down to it, he was kind of like nervous and he acted like he didn't really want to do it. Like... He acted as if he never fucked a virgin before, which was kind of shocking to me at the time because he had a blog, which I was reading, and, you know, he has fucked so many women. I was like, surely he's come across a lot of virgins.
2: Yeah, having I mean, had dogs had <laughs> to.
4: Yeah, so, um... It, he kind of hurt my feelings a little bit after... The bar incident.
2: So, so, what was the bar incident? Is is that where this happened? The 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 the, the assault.
4: Yeah, that's that's where it happened. Um, I was just, you know, it was about ten o'clock at night, and I was just going downstairs because they had this little um, concession greenhouse green room kind of thing, but it wasn't green, but it had like a espresso machine and stuff and I'm a total addict to coffee. So I was making coffee and of course through the halls and down the stairs I heard, you know, commotion and I was just like, I wonder what's going on down there You know, they don't shoot this late. So I like walked down and I walked in. It was kinda like a party. Everyone was drinking and Talking and
2: Get so, men and women, though, like guys and girls. It yeah, party. there were guys and uh, girls.
4: Um, it was just, uh, from what I can remember, it was just me, Princess Donna. Um, I think Rain De Grey came in at some point and left, but there was a good solid hour before anything bad happened you know it was mainly just drinking and talking hanging out yeah basically and of course after I guess I would say the seventh or eighth beer things started to get a little rowdy and um first they were like oh you're the new submissive aren't you and I was like yeah and they started you know pulling my hair and slapping my ass and at that point i was it was consensual because i was okay with that you know It was just like it's
2: like playing around you're drunk hanging you know
4: yeah Yeah. and then you know i started um giving him head and that's when things got out of control um that's when
2: did his personality like shift Oh yeah,
4: it shifted It did, it went from You know, kind of being nice Flirtatious, romantic To all of a sudden Being someone that's like Satan Who enjoys inflicting pain It
2: turns into a sadist
4: Yes He really does And he's definitely a limit for sure And you know I was trying to gasp for air and he kept pushing me down on his cock and to the point oh. where I was almost like regurgitating on myself. Oh, and, man. Yeah. And um, then he pulled out and started pissing on me. Jesus. <laughs> That's the hard part to talk about. <laughs>
2: yeah. Wow. I'm, I'm, God, I'm sorry to hear this. This is, God. yeah. But, but you know what, though? It, this is like, it just gives credence to like all these other stories. You know that are that are coming out about this guy it's like you know yeah. if, if, if anyone who's capable of doing that you know is capable of uh of, of raping other people you know and th- and that's what the people keep saying like there's a switch like he switches into this like sadistic like he's got this like he's like a sadist inside of him
4: yeah and that's one thing I think that's gonna unfortunately be hard in all in this case in particular is because like half of it is good and then there's a switch and it turns bad like he has a bipolar side I know he likes to accuse his girlfriend for being mental but he he definitely has something wrong with him too because he definitely changes from being nice romantic to horny to playful horny to just all of a sudden just being evil, just yeah. evil
2: so, and, so what happened did you tell him to stop and then like let's just you know cut this I'm done
4: yeah, after he peed in my mouth for a couple minutes, I finally just had enough and just like walked out, spit it out, and I was just completely in a weird headspace. Yeah, you
2: can imagine. It's, it's terrible.
4: <laughs> yeah. Did um... other
2: did other like was Peter there? Did other people from Kink like say like okay, it's gone too far?
4: No, no one did, no one did. Um it was a, it was after everyone has gone home. I mean,
2: yeah, it was just after hours.
4: Yeah. So it's just the people that either had keys to go in or live there or whatever were in the building at the time.
2: Did he apologize for anything? Or did, I mean, did it stop there with uh like did you just did you leave or did did it
4: well, I impair myself in feedback. Sorry. Oh, okay. <laughs> I can't hear myself and talk because it confuses me. But basically, I was leaving, and they walked, um, James Dean and Princess Donna walked out behind me, and we they went out on this, like, window ledge and they had a smoke and they were just smoking and talking. And I was just kind of like still in shock, but at the same time after being there for a little bit, as I have, it's not something that I haven't not seen before. Yeah. But, you know, I was just kind of there and then um Princess Donna mentioned anal, and I was kind of, like, going along with it at the time because I I was actually kind of scared, you know? Yeah,
2: I mean, and you're young and impressionable. It's like, you know, you kind of probably trusted these people, so...
4: Yeah, and so... um she started to fist my ass and I kept resisting to the point where my body was being pushed against the wall and I was like almost crying, but it didn't hurt, but it was scary. And well, This doesn't
2: sound consensual at this point.
4: It should have been more consensual. I agreed. Like there should have been more. Are you okay with this? Let's yeah. This. And there wasn't.
2: Like safe um, word kind of thing.
4: Right. So, so... So what
2: happened after? Did you, I mean, you stopped? Did you, did you did you tell other people at Kink? I mean, did you make it known that this is what James Dean is all about?
4: Yeah, and I made a, I made a blog post on the Kink forums and uh, they took it down and then they deleted my account because they didn't want any negative anything coming out <laughs> about them at all and so
2: it's interesting you say that because uh, now with this whole all these allegations circulating about James Dean Kink's like oh, we're not going to use him in any of our movies anymore and so is Evil Angel like a lot of these companies are, are trying to back away from him but it's, it sounds like you know I mean Kink is kind of a bit hypocritical here
5: mm-hmm.
2: like well, what do you think of that what do you think of these, these porn companies are you surprised that they're stepping away like not going to use them in their, in their, in their movies
4: I'm not surprised at all. I mean, you do a single complaint at Kink, and they won't hire you again for a shoot. Like for instance, when I was busy in the industry, and I'm very honest about you know how I'm doing, and I had to um, cancel a shoot due to health reasons because I didn't want someone else to catch my cold, and instead of being like, okay, you're you're good, we'll. Rec- we'll will reschedule they just completely decided not to ever hire me back because of that and i was like that's crazy
2: yeah that i mean
4: something so silly like because i care about other people but they don't care they want to shoot you anyway and that's what's wrong about it Mm -hmm. and it happens not just in kink it happens everywhere in the industry they push you to work even if you're sick
3: and that's pretty bad because, you know, you got a stuffed up nose and a fucking ball gag strapped into your mouth. You're going to suffocate.
4: Right. Yeah.
2: No, I mean, yeah. it could be fatal. But, yeah. but, but at the same time, it's like you respect your other workers. You don't want them to get sick. And it's like and all they, all they care about is their production costs you know Mm. and it yeah so that that makes me wonder like uh, do you think a lot of these women because these stories about James Dean have been circulating for a few years now do you think they waited to come forward because they're scared of getting blackballed like blacklisted and they didn't want to because if they said something against James Dean and Kink loves James Dean well they're like well we're not we're not going to work with this girl Does does that happen in the industry
4: Of course, of course. Nobody likes to complain, you know, because everyone reads everyone else's Twitter and It's so easy to get blacklisted. You know, it's very very easy
3: So that now that this is all happening now, does it make you feel validated at all or is it like too little too late?
4: Validated, how do you mean by validated?
3: Just that, you know other people have come forward and sort of echoed the same complaints that you had. And
2: now your complaints are being taken seriously, whereas before they weren't. Your voice of is course. being heard. Yeah,
4: know. of course.
2: Do you think it's going to make a difference, though? Because that, that's what I'm wondering. It's like no one's filed criminal charges against him. So It makes
4: it difficult because it's kind of like a movie like he got kicked out of the porn council yet the leader of the porn council is his girlfriend and so it's going to be really difficult you know for like, he may have a chance to come back because of that, because of his girlfriend.
2: That's what I'm wondering. Do you think he's going to be able to salvage his career? Because, you know, it's it's pretty damaging what's going on now. But, you know, everything in the internet, the age of the internet is fleeting. Like, people, do you think people are going to just forget about this in six months? That he'll be working again?
4: I don't think he'll ever be working with particular companies that's already, you know, dismissed him. But... You know, he'll probably still make porn because he's still going to have fans. I mean, half of them agree with him, half of them don't agree with him. You know, like he's probably still going to be making stuff, just not with those particular companies. But if I was him, I would just move on to something else.
2: But I mean, it, it seems like he's trying to do the Hollywood crossover, you know, being in that movie with Lindsay Lohan. But, but yeah, I mean, I'm surprised at how many people are come forward are being pro-James Dean. And saying that, you know, this is a witch hunt, or these girls are, are crazy, and that's why they're accusing you for publicity.
4: Yeah, that made me a little depressed today when I read that in the news. I was like, oh my gosh, you know. I mean, I mean has gen- it? Has generally it d- when
3: there are this many accusers, uh, there's no way that, in my opinion, that it's some kind of conspiracy against him. I think it's definitely true.
2: Well, you look and at I, a, like a guy I, like Bill Cosby, you yeah. the same thing.
4: Yeah. Well, I know for a fact because I was in the showers that Ashley Fires was in, and I was taking a shower, and they had these red towels, and you know he would come in and grab one, and you know use it as a whip and slap other girls' asses, and you know constantly just you know interfering with other models without really asking for their consent, but because it, because most people know who he is, they just tolerate it.
2: And just because he's a he's a celebrity in the industry.
4: Yeah, you know. I mean, look at Cosby, how long he's been able to hide it because of his celebrity status. I mean, yeah. people are afraid. You know, they don't want to come out because they don't want their career to be over and not be able to put food on the table, etc. And, you know, him being so famous...
2: I think one of the worst parts about it is you hear a lot of these Dean supporters saying, how is it even possible for a porn star to be raped? And that, that is one of just the most disturbing things to come out of this.
3: Well, here's the thing. I mean, when you're, involved, when you're involved in consensual non-consent, whether it's on camera or off camera, you have to be sure that you are well aware of all the limits and that you're respecting the limits and not breaking any boundaries, and you have to be sure that people walk away from the experience feeling good. And if you're not, God help you. In
2: my opinion, I'm, I think that's part of it. Is that's what James Dean's dismissing this? Is it's just rough sex that got a little out of hand? That's what he's been saying. And it's no, like you that's,
3: know, that's wrong.
2: It it, it is wrong. And it, you know, and I I I hope his career's over from all this. Like I hope it's, you know this, the, the media kind of dubbed him this feminist porn star which I just think is a load of shit. And I think now people are seeing the truth about this guy and, and not to mention the truth about the industry, like a lot of the directors and the people that just turn on, you know, turn the other cheek, care more about their careers than, than what's happening in front of Mm -hmm. them. So, so you know what, I I feel, I I think you're really brave for coming forward with your story. And, uh, and and I think it's good that, that, that you're being heard. So, you know, um, but, uh, Nikki, can we, can we uh, promote something for you? You got a site or something we can uh, promote?
4: Sure. Um, you can promote my Twitter, which is at Nikki Blue, N-I-C-K-I-B-L-U-E. And I webcam a lot live on um, camsoda.com.
2: CamSoda. Do, do you know that one, yeah. Harrison? I don't. Okay. I've, I've, never done, I've never done the webcam thing.
4: It's pretty cool. It's pretty fun. I like it. It's not a huge site, but it's a new site and they're growing and so I'm I'm camming for them because they're cool and they pay you for free time, which most sites these days don't. So it's nice to have like an hourly rate.
2: Do they do they like do you have direct interaction with your with your fans that come into the camera?
4: If I want to, yeah.
2: I mean, people I like can ask questions. It's, it's, it's interesting to me. It's, it's almost like uh, there's a strip club in San Francisco called the Lusty Lady. Did you ever go there?
4: I think I did. It was one of the um, ones you,
2: like you put a quarter in and the, the, the thing went up and it was just like uh, the girls were behind glass. That's like a cam room reminds me of.
4: Yeah, it's kind of like
2: that. Yeah, you know, just a bunch of perverts <laughs> all hanging out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anyway, okay. So, uh, camp dot com, and uh, check out at Nikki Blue. Nikki, thanks for being on the show. Awesome.
4: And if cool. you guys ever want to talk to me again, feel free.
2: Definitely, so. I'll I'll, uh, I'll thanks, reach Nikki. out. All right. Yeah. All right. Bye. Take it easy.
4: Bye.
2: So, uh, so Harrison, that was interesting. Um, I didn't realize you knew so much about kink, but it, it makes sense. Yeah. That you kn- that you know, you know. Have you, have you ever actually done the tour of the armory?
3: I haven't. I haven't. Um, I've just, I've always avoided doing it because I don't want some like girl with like purple dreadlocks telling me about how empowering it is to blah, blah, blah. I just, I don't want to have the conversation.
2: I know? figured you'd walk in and they'd all be like, Harrison, welcome <laughs> back. Like cheers or something, you know?
3: No, I, I, <laughs> I like to keep that shit private generally. You know what I mean? That, that part of my life.
2: Yeah, yeah which, are, yeah, which is probably a good thing. Yeah. Um, so I went there, because I was, I was dating Holly. Like, hanging out with her probably is, is a better term for that. But Holly uh, worked there for a few years. She did cam work. Uh, she did this, the Ultimate Surrender thing. Have you ever seen that? Of course. Wow. That, that, I actually saw it live. It was just yeah. like, wow. And, yeah. it, and what's interesting, is like the crowd is either friends, you know, of the, of the performers, or like VIP um, customers that paid mm. like thousands of dollars to go see it. So mm. on the mats, like actually, cause I was like in the bleachers watching it. Uh, but on the mats, there's like all these Japanese businessmen dudes with fucking crazy cameras with zoom lenses that paid like thousands of dollars to be there to see it. God damn. Yeah. And like, here's a girl like, you know, being held locked up in like a pretzel with her and they're, and they're like zooming in on her asshole, taking pictures of course. Yeah, it was yeah. It, that place is pretty disturbing. But that that whole public disgrace thing that she's that uh, uh Nikki was talking about, I don't know if they still do it, but they would do it at different bars in San Francisco, and right. they, they'd close the bar and you go in and it's like this girl, you know, the the actress would say, you know, she's down for anal, um, you know, fisting or whatever she did her list of things, and any guy that's at the bar, if you have a like a current AIDS test you could do whatever you want to her
3: yeah that one i don't really watch that one's a little weird and they go through they a lot of them they film in europe and they'll like go th- cuz in europe it's like i guess it's okay, more acceptable to just walk through public with you know walk through the like the public square with one of these chicks all tied up and it's like fine um or if they call the cops they just pay off the cops
2: yeah like i mean that. i i i i could i could definitely see that it, so, i mean it was I w- I was at there because Holly was uh, bartending it, right. and uh, yeah, I remember being like, "Wow, this is kind of disturbing." And there's just dudes just walking around, like everyone's wearing like the eyes wide shut kind of mask, and there's just dudes walking around just with their dicks just hanging out of their flies, you know, just stroking it, coming up and chatting with you, stroking their dick. And you're like, uh, "This is weird," you know. I, I kind of feel like I need to take a shower or something. Yeah. Yeah, you know, but it was it was weird. And one of the girls, uh, that mistress Donna who she was talking about that was fisting her, uh, mistress Donna just walks up to her with a cattle prod and just shoves it like right in her pussy. It, it was crazy. And the girl yeah. totally, you know, like was getting off on it. Like I don't I don't know, you know, I, I know you're into some more like more extreme stuff than me, but I don't know when you get to that point where it's like, you know,
3: I'm not big on the I'm not big on the pain.
2: I yeah, I'm just saying as the as the girl the performer like it's I just don't understand how you get into that it's like you know what I'm I'm making the jump from just regular sex to like you know extreme vib- vibrators you know like a uh, Hitachi or something all the way up to cattle prod I like, guess well, just is, advanced the thing level is, is
3: that the people defending some of the people defending James Dean are like oh well these people are mentally unstable and it's like of course, they're fucking mentally unstable. Everyone is mentally like, who the fuck is it mentally unstable? You know what I mean? Yeah. That doesn't that doesn't mean that somebody can't make an accusation and it's not fucking true. You know.
2: Well, I think uh, you know people like uh, Nikki and and Stoya and Ashley Fires and all these people coming forward. So it's, it's like what you're saying about Bill Cosby is the more people come forward, the less you can deny the allegations against us. The less you will be able to dismiss these as being just rough sex that got a little out of hand. Theo. So uh, pa- pass me another shot of schadenfreude Okay, uh, th- I will Thank you mm. Wow, this one Maybe put a little Baileys in it It's pretty good Yeah I put,
3: I, put, I put some Baileys A little bit of Midori. So it seems a little weird But no, trust me, you'll like it
2: <laughs> People, this is episode 511 here is Sick and Wrong uh, Send us your stories Sick and Wrong podcast at hotmail.com We have Sick and Wrong news coming up next And phone calls after that But before that uh, Here's a holiday message from adamneve.com You've been nice all year, but now
3: you're feeling just a little naughty. Well, Adam and Eve knows exactly how to help you with that. Through New Year's, when you order that special naughty gift, you'll get 50% off almost any one item. But that's not all. You'll also get a naughty and nice kit, free with your purchase. Your kit will come with a special item for him, an adult toy for her, and something you'll enjoy unwrapping together. Plus free shipping on your entire order. Adam and Eve has gift items that are perfect for him or her. Try an adventurous adult toy, a spicy movie, or even a new slippery sensation. So check out AdamandEve.com today for this special holiday offer. Get 50% off one item, a free Naughty and Nice kit, and free shipping when you enter offer code DIDDLE, D-I-D-D-L-E, that's DIDDLE at AdamandEve.com.
2: We received a lot of stories this week uh, We got a few uh, The first one came in from Gavin on the Facebook page He says, D. Simon, your fears are justified That's a very true statement Okay um, this, is, this is one of my biggest fears uh, A squirrel goes berserk and puts a couple in the hospital And it's bitten eight other people in this California neighborhood That's, that's terrorism That's terrorism? That, this, this squirrel mm. was probably sent here by ISIS I've heard they're doing that now. They're training squirrels. Do they now have a disease? Do they now have Ebola? What's going What's the problem? I, I don't know what they it's inject them deal. with. They inject them with yeah. something. All right. And uh, the squirrels now uh, will attack us. So uh, we need to watch out for the squirrels. I mean, that thing that's on uh, Trump's head. Yeah. I think that is an ISIS squirrel. All right. Controlling him. Yeah. You know, like a brain slug. It, it's it's attached to his brain. All right. You know, ISIS scientists created that. Apparently, this guy Richard Williams, eighty-seven years old, clean his garage, just clean his garage, mind his own business, doing his own business. He's retired. You know what else does he have to do? Mm. A beast launches frenzied attack, jumped on his head, charged him, jumped on him, scratched him, clawed him. He was trying to, you know, freaking out, trying to get it off, uh, and his wife came in, hit it mm-hmm. with a broom. He eventually grabbed it by the tail, threw it to the floor, where it lay stunned before running off. Oh my. So it's still on the loose. Mm. Terrorizing neighborhoods. Do you remember that thing that happened? Wait, did that actually happen? Well oh, right.
3: It was like they were trying to catch a squirrel in the house, and then they like they caught it and they had it trapped under the couch. And then they tried to like hit it under the couch, and then it ran into the fireplace. Caught on fire, ran out of the fireplace, and caught the entire house on fire. Ab- wait, wait. This was you... like I think this was like on This American Life or something. Are it you was...
2: talking about the Griswold Christmas family? Vacation? No, I'm not. It, this You're totally a... talking. No, about I'm this. not. There was a squirrel. It was on This American that. Life. goddammit. it! This is the thing that happened.
3: <laughs> wait, the Seriously. thing actually caught on fire yes! and lit the whole house on fire. Yeah, it set the whole house on
2: fire. Jesus. Yeah. Could you imagine? I mean, is there like a clause in your insurance? Like your homeowners insurance, they sort of like you know squirrel fire. It's like we're gonna not only just like buy you a new home, we're gonna get you a new car, you know, and a vasectomy or something. Yeah, it's like the the Santa Claus. I mean, that how often kill would that squirrel, ever happen? You become the squirrel. Yeah, or something. Mm. Jesus. Um, yeah, this is my biggest fear: to be attacked by a rabbit squirrel. Not like being buried alive or something. I'd, That's rather, just... I'd rather be buried alive than being attacked by like mm. a number of rabbit squirrels. I'm not, like, what, what is, it, what is it, a gaggle of squirrels? I don't know, a pack of squirrels? Hmm. That, 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 that is a legitimate fear of mine. Right. So. Well, when I have one of my um, Edgar Allan Poe
3: episodes, we'll bury <laughs> you
2: alive, and we'll see how that goes. <laughs> we could do a comparison. Yeah, we'll do a all comparison. Right, right. It'll be great. So, yeah, you, you, you told me that you had an article here that you got. Oh, my. Yes. Well, I got two here, which... which uh... the, the one about the
3: Instagram. Ah, uh, yes. Okay. Instagram filters as human names, ranked. So this comes to us from uh, Baby Center, which is the number one pregnancy and parenting digital destination, reaching more than 45 million moms and dads, etc., Body blah, blah, blah. I hate the CEO of that place. Yeah.
2: Just everything about that person.
3: Yeah, they just, I mean, one time they, they lit a squirrel on fire. or something. And then I mean, it burned my whole house down.
2: Why would you even create an organization like this to begin with? Look, moms need to talk about things that happen. You know, it's important.
3: This is, this is one of our pressing concerns. ISIS scientists are concerned about this, all right? They, so just, wait, so they just figured out that the earth revolves around the sun. You know, and <laughs> next they're, they're figuring out squirrels, and now they, they need a place pro- for moms to chat. It's they're programming fine. the squirrel terrorists. Now they're making parenting websites. Yeah. So they, they, they actually have a graph, uh, baby names of 2015, and how much that the various filter names have increased in popularity. Right? Wait, Instagram filters? Yeah, like Lux. <laughs> That's increased in 75% in the past year in popularity. As a name, people are naming their babies.
2: I could see that after Lux Interior from the cramps.
3: Well, there's uh, there's Ludwig, right? Valencia has increased 26%. Oh, my God. Yeah. Willow. Uh, well, uh, I know Willow amare amare has increased and and they have a whole list the number one is normal normal that's a As name a, that's a name yeah
2: normal kelvin slumber is number four kelvin's not that bad but mm. slumber and do you know the thing is they have all these new instagram f- mm. i don't even use filters when i post well, shit. If you, what if you name your kid slumber and then she dies when she's like six Hmm. like a like a crib death yeah or Sudden suddenly fantastic. Age syndrome. of six. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's going to be sad. Right. That would be. That'd be tragic. Crema
3: What's- toaster, Sutro, Clarendon X Pro Two. It's number ten. It's number Our, ten. X Pro Two is not that bad. No, X Pro Two is pretty good. Moon, nineteen seventy-seven, Amaro, Lo-Fi,
2: Perpetua, Dogpatch, Mayfair. Yeah. The, the only... You know, I, I don't mean to sound... I don't think this is a racist statement. I'm just mm-hmm. going to just already just issue a disclaimer. It's not a ra- I don't mean it to be a racist statement. Mm-hmm. The only people that are allowed to use names like that are black people. Yeah. Like that's fine. They get a pass. You've been doing it for a long time now. I'm cool with it. But when you get, like, these celebrities that are naming their kids, like, Apple, or the fucking Kanye West, and naming his kid, like, Northwest, and this... This already, like this, this, I, I, I was talking to this couple the other day who I actually do kind of respect. I, I work with the, the dad and he was telling me that they named their kid cassette because like a tape cassette. That's awful. Well, the thing is, is that no, with white people, there's like a, there's like a,
3: uh, or the, the the, let's say the hip echelons of white people there's a cycle right like i remember maybe 10 years ago it was really popular to name your kid like muriel or ethel or names that were popular in like the 20s that that's fine though those are real names yeah but then it like and then it changes like in in 20 years it'll be popular to name your kid like mark and Mary, you know what I mean? The, the conventional
2: names, that yeah, like it, the, around the fifties. It's a cycle, you know yeah, what but I mean? This, though, but until is, then,
3: but in you know five years, you'll be naming your kid like doorstop and birdseed or whatever. Well, you
2: know? I I just feel like if parents are gonna name their kid after an Instagram filter, then they they shouldn't bitch when the kid's like twenty nine. You know, never graduated college, <laughs> and moving back home, has no motivation to live, and, and just mm. suffers a sort existential dread. It's like, well, look what you fucking named your kid after. Yeah. An Instagram filter. I oh, don't know, man. Mm-hmm. Did, was Trump the one that was saying forced vasectomies for people? or? I don't think that happened. Oh, okay. Yeah. I mean, maybe that was one of the platforms I was... Mm. Looking for I a think, candidate that supported I you, think you, you're
3: you thinking of that eugenics textbook you've been oh, reading. Oh, yeah. The God. one from 1905. <laughs> that's what
2: you're confusing it with. Oh, the one that's all highlighted and, and, yeah. and uh, dog-eared. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah. I, I read that every night. Mm. Uh, all right, all right. We got another story that was uh, sent in from a guy named Michael, uh, who who didn't write a message. He has sent the story in. Uh, driver accused of fatal hit and run while receiving oral sex. Hmm. Um, I, love the good, I love this. This is a good name. This is a good name. This is a good Floridian name. If I read this name or heard this name, I'd be like, 96% chance that guy's from Florida. Randy Joe Allen. Mm-hmm. Randy Joe. Yep. Randy Joe. That's, that's just a good Florida name. Uh, Randy Joe was distracted and thought he had struck a road sign. He, he was receiving oral sex at the wheel. Roadhead when he struck and killed a cyclist, according to multiple reports. Uh, Randy Jo Allen is 54 years old. He allegedly hit Terry Ross, who's 49, uh, with his Ford F-250 um, at like 7.45 p.m. while he was getting
3: Roadhead. Roadhead is the number, the number 36th most popular name
2: <laughs> after Skyline. Just so you know. I actually don't mind yeah. Roadhead. It's yeah. not as cool as X-Pro 54 or whatever, right. but... Yeah, Roadhead's not that bad. Mm. Have you ever... Speaking of Roadhead, have you had Roadhead before? I've never have. You've never done that? No. You know, I don't like it. I feel it's distracting. It rarely results in climax. It's usually just like your girlfriend's wasted. You're driving home from the bar, also probably kind of drunk or at least buzzed, but not as drunk as your girlfriend. And she's wasted. And all of a sudden, she's like, I'm going to be wild. Wah! And then she starts grabbing your crotch and giving you head. And you're just like... I'm just going to go with this because this is... No, I'm always super paranoid about being pulled over. So, so what are you going to do? Like smack up? her head yeah, or I'm something? I'm not going to put Stop. up with that kind of nonsense. <laughs> Come on. Yeah, I, I don't I, I don't know. I mean, I've, I've had it a couple times. Mm. Never resulted in a climax. What bothers me about it is... Uh, did you ever read that book, World According to Garp? No. It's. Uh, I think they made a movie with Robin Williams. It's a book from the 70s. Yeah, I'm familiar with it. Yeah. I've never read it. Um, I remember there's a scene in it with the, where Garp is uh, getting head from his neighbor in the car and his wife, like, they, and I guess like their driveway was like a hill mm. and they're at the bottom of the hill, like right in front of the garage door. And the wife comes in and just lost control of her brakes and just like went down and smashed the back. Like rear ended her husband's car while he was getting head. Oh God damn. And the woman bit his dick off.
5: Oh. And so
2: I've always just thought about that. Like, like this. You know, this guy's driving along. He's distracted. He's getting roadhead. Probably a little buzzed. Mm-hmm. And next thing you know, bam, hits a cyclist. That's all it takes. And she can bite your dick off. Perhaps even swallow it. Yeah. No, you, don't take the chance, people. You know? Um, but listen to this, though. So this, his female passenger, whom he had just met at the bar, mm-hmm. felt a bump in the road as she performed the sex act. Uh, he told her he hit a stop sign. Just carried on driving. Kept going with the roadhead. But this guy's a player for life. He just picked up a girl at the bar. They left. He's already getting roadhead. Yeah. They didn't even get home yet. He didn't even get back to the trailer. It's like they're, they're already like, you know, just doing it right in the, it is in impressive. the, in the truck. You know, I'm impressed with this. Um, so a witness saw the whole thing. Uh, took, took the driver's license plate down, called 911, ran over to the scene and found that the cyclist had died. Um, you get hit head on by a truck uh, the, uh, they traced Allen's pickup the exterior of which was dented and just covered in blood uh, they <laughs> traced it to Liquid Larry's bar in okay. North Florida Liquid <clears throat> Larry's Liquid Larry I imagine a lot Liquid Larry is probably the source of a lot of roadhead Yeah, comes out of Liquid Larry's I wish they would tell us how much this uh, or how old this bar slag is that he picked up uh, so, so this guy Randy Joe Allen 54 years old Imagine he's like a, you know, he's probably a looker. I, I'm just wondering what the the woman looks like that he picked up. How old do you think she is? I'm thinking late 40s. Yeah.
3: Triple that divorcee.
2: Right. That sounds about right. Maybe the mother of one like a, retarded like an kid. an Edna Krabappel type. An Edna that's Krabappel. A, yeah. That's, that's what he's yeah. picking up. Um, Alan told investigators, Randy Joe said he was uh, distracted by his passenger. Distracted. Mm. Hadn't seen what, uh, what he'd hit. And the un- unidentified woman said she had no reason not to believe him when he said it was a road sign. I mean, her head was, you know, beneath the dashboard. So it's, so it's not like she was looking out the windshield and saw a biker. You know, she was busy doing her thing. Sure. Um, I, like, I love how he's just like distract. I mean, what else do you say? What, would, you, would you say I was getting oral sex? I mean, at that point, you're pretty much fucked every
3: which way you look at it. I suppose you, you know, left you might as well accent. just, yeah, you might as well just double
2: down on your shittiness. I guess. I mean, yeah, I, I, I distracted. But I, I would probably, mm. I would be more specific with it. Like when I lie, I usually tell like some kind of like fabulous tale mm. because the, the, the you know, the stranger and more unusual it is for some reason, I think it's more believable. Like mm. I'd be like, you know, I was watching that the Taylor Swift goat videos and she was showing it to me. We were both having a laugh. And next mm. thing you know, I thought I hit a stop sign. I was distracted mm-hmm. by the Taylor Swift go videos I would say something like that but this guy just said distracted um, Alan who deputies believe was quite drunk when they spoke to him at the bar uh, was arrested in connection with a hit and run and uh, charged with leaving the scene of a crash involving a death hmm. uh, there might be more charges to come but no one knows what the uh, Krabappel she just went on to go give more roadhead well
3: I hope he enjoys the, uh, the no air conditioning in Florida prison I hope he enjoys that that sounds like fun yeah, like I wonder if he
2: will be giving the roadhead in Florida prison. <laughs> Whoa-oh. <Well>, <laughs> what do you have here for the next story?
3: Well, this is sent to us by Kent, who says, I thought for sure this
2: was Harrison. All mm. right, and this is, you know... <clears throat> Okay. I imagine this is going to be like a a derogatory remark. Yes, and I believe so. I, I doubt no, this guy is going to be an upstanding citizen. No, I don't think so. Yeah. Yeah.
3: The forty three year old Tennessee man is not your ordinary pervert. His name is his name is Kimbro. Apparently, that's doesn't say a first name or last name. His name's just Kimbro, much like Harrison, I guess. Maybe Kimbrough, yeah. Maybe that's the similarity we have. Okay. Around nine forty five a.m. Tuesday, the police chief in Surgoynesville spotted Kimbrough exiting a Dodge minivan at the Towns Riverfront Park. Okay. He was pulling up his pants as he walked toward the fishing pier. Upon reaching the pier, Kimbrough undone his pants. This is in quotes here. I'm not, I don't speak like that. Undone his pants and began to expose his genitals and masturbate. Okay. Exposed to who? Reported the, Hammonds, who exited his vehicle to confront Kimbro as the perp walked back to his van. So, so this is weird, too. So, Whoever's at the fishing, you know.
2: Yeah, okay, you're, you're on the- Fisherman at 9.45 a.m. Who the hell is at a fishing pier at 9.45 a.m.? But I don't even care if you're at the pier, or the bus mm. stop, mm. or, you know, the movie theater. If there's a guy jacking off and you're walking by, are you going to confront him? I don't know. No, I'm just going to call the police. I'm not going to. I would um, probably just YouTube that. You know, yeah, I'd be catching yeah. it on camera. That's actually a better idea. Yeah. No, I mean, you're not going to go up to it. No. Yeah, that's that's why I, I love Dudley Do Right over here. So yeah, oh, I must confront him. He's got his penis out and he's masturbating.
3: Yeah, especially this is like in Tennessee. Lunatics have guns. You don't know. You know. Everybody's insane in he's this country. You can't just, just go up to him alone. Yeah. yeah. Um... Yeah, so uh, Kimbro, the investigator noted, was carrying a tube of Vaseline and had several pair, pair of panties stuffed and rolled up and placed in, at his chest area to mimic female breasts.
2: Well, uh, there's similarity number two. Yeah, no, <laughs> no. All right, come on. What, do you, say, think, what, you what do you people think there? of me, honestly? <laughs>
3: Jesus Christ. Tell me what you really think the love of god <laughs> kimbrough was also wearing pantyhose and a pair of thong underwear yeah no you're not going to find these things listed in my my f- life fetishes
2: do uh, you uh, have any thong underwear i don't have you ever worn any no okay no all right
3: after taking Kimbro into custody the suspect began to act like he was in pain chief hammonds noted it was at that point that Kimbro informed me that he had an enema bottle inserted into his rectum, and that
2: he needed to remove it. All right, there's similarity number three. This is a trifecta. I think I would think this was you too. All right, no, I come on. You know, never done, the, never done the enema <laughs> bottle. Not really, you know. All right, but would you be opposed if, like, you met some hot chick on uh, FetLife and she's like, "My fantasy would be, you know, dress up a nurse outfit, Nazi nurse outfit, and just give you an enema, and you just shit all over your bed." Well, first of all, <laughs> for, first of all,
3: uh, yes. Let me give you a soft yes on this, all right? Uh, I w- if, if it was a woman's fantasy to do something like this, I would be intrigued and I would want to see where it goes. Not where it involves shitting because I'm kind of a neat freak. I don't, well, not a neat freak. My apartment's a disaster. But I don't like bodily human, de- yeah, like yeah, human defecation. Waste. No, I don't like that. So I, I'd make sure I was, I was, you know,
2: cleaned out before this occurred, right? But what if she wa- that was her thing? She wanted to see the, the evacuation, the enema. No, there's no scat. I don't do scat. <laughs> Sorry, ladies.
3: Look, ladies, right. I, I know I get this request a lot, but I don't, I don't do that. All right?
2: All there, you, there you go, ladies. He's, Yo. got, he's got standards. I have some limits here. All
3: right. All right? Mr. James Dean. All right? I have some <laughs> limits. Please respect them. Kimbro was booked into jail for indecent exposure. There it, you go. They, but they got the enema bottle out. He pleaded guilty. and was fined five hundred dollars. It doesn't sound that
2: bad. I mean, this, nah, I mean, you know, why not? You know, now he's got a great story yeah. he can tell his his generation. And Kimbro
3: is officially our freak of the week. <laughs> he's oh, freak of the week.
2: Freak of the week. <laughs> Do you gotta, yeah. Yeah. Okay. All right. There you go. Hey. Oh shit! All right. Sound effects. This is this is a good thing.
3: <laughs> that, wow. Got, okay, that was that was unexpected. All right. The,
2: the, the freaking. Okay. Oh, it keeps happening. I'm sorry. <laughs> very very morning show of us. I I do love the sound effects. Oh, my God. Wow. The old show that uh, Martin Mm. and Steele used to do, From the Ville. It's the morning zoo crew. Hello. (laughs) He had a whole... Mm. Martin had a whole, like, soundboard Mm. of just Mm. different toilet flushing and fart Mm. noises. I was like, that is the most original thing I've Mm. ever seen. Mm. Yeah. Uh, Wackley and I just kind of always... I think Wackley had a slide whistle. That was about as far as we went. Yeah. Uh, But, uh... Well, this is the freak of the week. (laughs) So it requires a special attention... (laughs) To morning zoo detail. You never know yeah. when, when there's yeah. going to be a freak of the week on the show. But, but uh, yeah,
3: no, this guy wasn't me. <laughs> um, and, uh, you
2: know, come on. Yeah, come on, people. Get your perversions straight. Yeah. Please. So send your story to Podcast at Hobmail.com um, we have phone calls coming up next. 206-666-3846 is that number. Before I get to that, here's another word from MaddenDeep.com.
3: Ah, the holidays. It's snowing outside, the fire is crackling, and there's a big jar of unused lube on your nightstand. And that can only mean one thing. <laughs> It's December, Yes, that time of year that we celebrate Christ's alleged birth with the purchase of a shiny brand new dildo at adameve.com. And if you use coupon code DIDDLE on your order, you'll get 50% off your first purchase, three free adult DVDs, and a free gift. Show your loved ones you still care, and cram a brand new dildo down their holiday road. Support Sick and Wrong by supporting our sponsor, AdamandEve.com, and making a purchase using coupon code DIDDLE.
2: That's D-I-D-D-L-E, like priests do to altar boys.
1: Hallelujah.
2: Harrison, we got emails and phone calls to get to, actually. Oh, my. Yeah, we got some emails to get to. So uh, let me do one email, and then we'll get to the phone call. All right. Um... This came in from Dez in the UK. He says, Hi, tryhards. In the last podcast, you mentioned the old law, but you got it slightly wrong. In Chester, apparently, a person is permitted to shoot a Welshman with a bow and arrow as long as, he's, as, long as he is inside the city walls after midnight. Mm. So, That's fair, I think. So you said Scotsman, right? Fair. Right, yeah. So <clears> it's <throat> actually a Welshman okay. if he's inside the city walls after midnight. This comes from a mm. website called... We are the English uh, He says, "Keep it sick, keep it wrong, mofo's." Des in the UK. Well, thank you, Des, for uh, clarifying. I'll be that. sure to go home and flog myself for yeah. that mistake later. <laughs> we, we send corrected. <laughs> uh, okay, uh, we we got some calls to get to. We've been getting a lot of calls. Um, hopefully, people, you should call in next week. It's our holiday show. Uh, it's gonna be a. It's gonna be a long one. It's gonna be a special. We have some special guests. Um, I, I'm sure you can guess who. I would say one, one will probably be John Steele, and I think we might have a guest appearance with Wackerly. Not quite sure. And yet. I
3: understand we'll have a guest appearance by
2: the Chupacabra. There's a good chance the Chupacabra might be here as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but so anyway, call in, be a part of the holiday show, send your holiday wishes, shit stories, sentiments whatever, resentments, I don't mm. care, just And also in.
3: the famous performance artist X-Pro2 Roadhead will be joining or us. Might be, yeah, might yeah. be
2: joining us. Absolutely. That's going to be my new state, my stripper name. Mm. <laughs> um, Okay, what, so what, what's the first call we got here, Harrison? All right, here we go.
0: Uh, hey, so wrong. this is Bay City Michael. Uh, I have to apologize because last week uh, I left a message where I was so intoxicated, you guys have to send a message to me telling me not to call back that drunk again.
2: So this this kid called in last or two weeks ago or mm-hmm. something and left this rambling message. It was like six minutes long, and you know I, I see that when I'm when I'm checking the messages because we get a you know our service sends us an MP3. This MP3 is like ten megs. Right. And I'm like, <clears throat> delete. I'm not going to listen to it just because it's like we're not going to play any any message. It's going to be over three minutes long. So sure. so keep it concise, people.
0: It left like an eight minute voicemail. Anyway, good try and get my point across. So. Uh, I want to know if anyone can top this story. So the other day, my buddies and I, we were hanging out, drinking some beers. We were talking about the first time we ever saw boobs. And a lot of my friends, we all said, well, they all said, first time they ever saw boobs was in the movie Titanic. My friends and I, we were all born in 94, 95. Titanic came out like 96, 97 and came out on DVD, VHS.
2: I've never seen that movie. I've seen it. You've seen it? I've seen it, yeah. How many times? Once. Once? Yeah. Did you go see it with your mom or did you just see it by yourself?
3: I think, we, I, think I was in college and somebody had like a, like a, you know, when you get like a VHS copy, like a bootleg copy <laughs> on the street, somebody had a bootleg <laughs> copy and we watched it. Was it good? It was a different time. Um, eh, it was a movie. You know. The only
2: part I've ever seen was on YouTube, where they're all like floating in the water afterwards, you know, having their little water fun. Right. Yeah. Um, that part was great. No, it was fun. Yeah, it was good. Caprio time. like drowns. Yeah. 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 No, he. You know, they. Uh,
3: he, he, Kate Winslet's
2: breasts. You see her breasts. Yeah, I heard. Do you see her? Do you actually see hair pie and ass as well, or just titties? You know, I don't remember. I thought there was like remember. full frontal. In that movie for some reason. And I, I think Kate Winslet's really hot. Yeah. I, I don't think there's full frontal because it wasn't rated R as far as I recall. Okay. Maybe, maybe mm. you just see her posing. You see her ass or something. Mm, yeah. You definitely see her ass. So yeah, I've been mm. on that website, MrSkin.com. And I think he, they actually specify. Have you ever been on that site? I remember it. Mr. Skin. He no. like says in every movie where mm. you can like, you can like search Kate Winslet's name. And they'll say every time you see like her titties. Right. I, I thought they said titties and ass in that one, but who knows?
0: 2000, 2001. So, about six, seven years old, we saw boobs in the movie Titanic. But my story is, the first time I saw boobs was when I was five years old. My buddy, his, uh, sorry, there's a snow plow. Uh, My buddy, he, uh, we're watching Ace Ventura Pet Detective, and his brother comes downstairs, and he says, what are you faggots watching? We say ace hey, ventura. He says, uh-uh, we're watching something else. Son of a bitch puts in faces of death. And the first
5: time oh, I ever yeah. saw booze mm.
0: was uh, when a guy was cutting off a chick's tits with a steak knife in face of death. I was five years old, and it scarred me for life. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. I hope I'm a little bit more coherent in this uh, voice message. So uh, sorry about the snow no, plow. Keep it sleezy.
2: Yeah, you know, I, I could imagine that be... If I if I saw that Faces of Death at five, I don't... Yeah. Do kids mean, even
3: watch Faces of Death anymore? Is that a thing? It used to be I, like a rite of passage.
2: I don't know. I mean, there there the were kids. certain movies or mm. certain shows, like Rotten.com had a mm. bunch of videos and pictures that you'd go to. Uh, Faces of Death was a video that was circulating back then. There, I mean, there were a few videos that we used to watch. I certainly didn't see that when I was five. Right. I mean, I watched a lot of horror movies back then, but never like anything... Like realistic like that. Well,
3: one time, we, my friend and I, we found um, his parents' copy of Caligula. We were like <laughs> seven, maybe, something like that. Six or six, seven, eight, something like that. Did you watch it? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, when he used a, a, a fistful of lard to fist a guy was kind of when we shut it off. <laughs> it was a little disturbing. <laughs> like that
2: was too much. That was a little too much, yeah. Uh, this, this explains a lot, Harrison. Yeah, yeah. This is making sense. Yeah. Um, so, you know, I, I think we need to differentiate the first time you saw boobs on film or on television versus the first time you saw boobs in real life. Right. I, I don't know if I, I wouldn't be able to top his face of death story. The, the first time I ever saw boobs was uh, um, the movie Airplane. Okay. Like I was a kid yeah. and we, we had that movie. And uh, do you remember that one scene where chaos is ensuing mm-hmm. on the, on the, on the, uh, the plane? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so chaos is ensuing on the mm. plane everyone's running around mm. and at one point you just see some titties mm. just kind of flash right by the camera do sure. you remember this
3: I do yeah
2: it, uh, that was the first time I ever saw boobs I, and I remember being like whoa this is awesome and so when my parents mm. went around I didn't even jack off yet I mm. would just pause it so I could see them again you know I think for me it was revenge of the nerds well, that was the first time I ever saw Bush, okay, yeah, you know, yeah, but they had titties in that mm-hmm. at Porkys, remember that, no, yeah, of course, um, but what when, when was the first time you saw boobs in real life, like real titties, I think it was like freshman year at college, actually, like at a strip club or something, no, like a real the, t- oh you were yeah. hooking up with a girl, yeah, yeah, um, you never saw them in high school, no, the first time I ever saw real titties, I was in uh believe it was the summer between eighth and ninth grade mm-hmm. and we went and saw this is gonna date myself this is how old i am people we went in saginaw michigan to the civic center i, I believe this must have been around like eight, 89 or 90 uh poison rat and faster pussycat oh my and uh my friend's mom dropped us off there and we went into the civic center to go watch it and i remember just standing there kind of being like whatever i was into that i mean you know their hair metal was big back then sure um but they're like these chicks like on their boyfriend's shoulders behind Mm. us and they're just like you know we love you just Mm. like pulled their Mm. shirt up and it's just like this is so much better than this god-awful music Mm. and we're just standing there just staring like the whole song like you know unskinny bop is playing and she's just got her titties hanging out and i think like all three of us were just like mesmerized you know just like, wow titties just bouncing up and down and you got like nothing but a good time playing in the background That's, i don't know if I, I think if i had the choice between seeing real titties live in person and hearing round and round by rat
3: <laughs> live i don't know i might have to choose round and round that sounds choose like a the round fun. and round yeah, yeah.
2: Um, that that was the first time I ever saw real titties in the flesh, and' Love I don't think will I find a way just give it time. yeah, and so I see titties again till uh, later, but mm. first boob experience, that's a good phone call. Uh, thank you, Michael, for keeping it short. uh the second call here cracked me up. This is a guy who was talking about how sick and wrong has influenced him through the years. He gets a little like sentimental all right.
6: Shepherds, stewards, men of great importance in my life. I didn't have to look up what the second wrong number was. It's been in my head since age 12.
2: Okay, Walt well,
3: Whitman. Yeah, seriously. I don't know. I, I, for some reason, all people from the Midwest sound like Native Americans to me. I don't know why that is.
2: <laughs> I don't, you know, so, I don't think this guy. And then guy's... the Great
3: Thunderbird came down from the sky, and Turtle Friend littered, and we cried a single tear for him.
2: I don't think I don't... that. I don't think this guy's actually from the Midwest. Okay. I think, I think this guy huffs a lot of spray paint. <laughs> okay. They just right.
6: started listening the second wrong. I began my podcast career in uh, Sonia Alameda. Yeah, Alameda. He's in California. But he's probably huffing a lot of spray paint. In San Francisco, I was struck by how close they were and how cool it was that people were doing something, something weird and exciting and cool right near me and that I can listen to it. And I don't remember how... That was eight years ago. I don't remember how far in... Maybe I was 13. But anyway... Come on, of out. my life, just like you said on that last episode of that 13-year-old guy. But I remember when Lance moved to Alameda, it was like so cool. <laughs> I was like, like, I
2: always thought you know, like, you know. what's funny is I wish chicks thought that they had this mentality because it's yeah, not chicks yeah, that had this no, mentality. No. no, it's 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 13-year-old guys that huff a lot of spray paint. Mm-hmm.
6: My older brother, because he's like the same type of white guy as me.
2: The same type of white guy. He, he said Wackerly is like his older brother because he's the same type of white guy.
3: Oh, okay, All right. I, I
2: can understand. Wackerly is hmm. like I used to always say this to him. I'm like, dude, you're so he's so normcore, but it's inadvertent. Hmm. He's just like he goes to Sears and J C Penny's and that's where he'll buy pants. But he's not like doing this to be hip. Right. He's just normcore. Like okay. that's his that's his fashion sense. Hmm. You know, just like a very. He's a normal white guy, you know, but inside anything. But
6: I think I have rosacea like him and then, <laughs> oh yeah. Then they helped me, they helped me in high school to give me advice on whether to join the football team or not. I, that was like five years ago.
2: You know, I actually do remember this. Okay. I think I do remember this cause our advice was, I played football in high school. Believe it or not, hmm. yeah. Was no, I don't a, believe it. Did you do it? Did you play any sports? Fuck no. I went to an alternative high school. <laughs> we played ping pong and yoga,
3: and and one of one of our gy- one of our things you could do as an option in gym class was walk around without smoking. <laughs> that was one of the the things.
2: Yeah, you could just walk around
3: and not smoke. And not smoke. That was considered exercise. <laughs>
2: um, Were kids allowed to smoke? Yes. Did you have a smoking area like yeah, up by a the smoking, tree? Yeah. But a condoned smoking area. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. Like Mm. in our high school, you had to smoke off the school grounds, but there was this tree that everyone, like all the Hessians would go over there and just smoke. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I remember this kid was like, I think he was a freshman or something. He was like, asking us advice, like, what do you think? Should I play football? And I think both of us were like, why would you do that? Like, why why would you play football? Right. I think in my mind, at the time when I played football for a couple of years, it was like, it's. Well, all the cool kids did that. That's what all my friends did. And you think you're going to get laid. You're not going to get laid playing football, people. Unless you're, you're a, an amazing player and you have like college and pro aspirations. Sure, then you will. Well, a lot but, of Jewish parents don't let their kids play football. They shouldn't. Because it's kind of retarded. You get concussions. Yeah, yeah. You know, what you should do is get a fucking guitar. Right. Start playing in a band mm-hmm. and that's how you get the pussy. Right. And then... Now, I don't think he took I our brother advice. found personally. one of my old
6: iPods, and he started listening to it when he was, like, 12. So, what the fuck? I left Alameda Lance, so you don't have to worry, you know, that you have a fan in such close proximity. But now there's just little younger ones.
3: And the cats in the cradle <laughs> and the silver spoon.
2: I just love oh, passing on yeah. the, the mantle. You know, it's like, no, it is a new generation of sick and wrong fans. Have <laughs> a oh, good night. Well, thank you, uh, thank you for doing mm. that, and uh, we appreciate that that the devotion. Uh, I, I do think it is great that uh, we, you know, it, and very amusing that we played such a role in people's lives. You know, sure, And that's a long time to listen to a show. So, all right, we got one more one more call here. Um, from a dude in uh, Matt in LA. Haven't heard from him in a while.
0: Hey, what's up, Dean Harrison? That's Matt in LA, longtime listener. I have to say that the this last this today's show was the nastiest I'd ever heard. I think in a long time. So congratulations.
2: That was the one with the dentist, I believe, right? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That, which which was funny because you're struggling to make it funny yeah I was trying yeah, you're was, trying
3: yeah it got grimmer yeah
2: uh yeah it was
5: just
0: fucked up like that dentist and then the, the animal porn
2: <laughs> oh, yeah I forgot about that
0: you guys are twisted Harrison like every every episode I learn a new creepy sex thing that you're into, <laughs> which is pretty awesome uh keep it up guys <laughs> talk to you later
2: Oh, you haven't heard anything yet. There's more. Believe me, people. There's more. Mm -hmm. you get this guy drunk, you you hear a lot of stuff. I'm scarred. Uh, Anyway, people call Sticking Wrong Hotline, 206-666-3846. We got one more email to get to real quick uh, from Thomas. He goes, hey, guys, how's it going? Love the podcast. I've attached a petition. We're currently 200,000 people have signed to ban Donald Trump entering the UK. So turning, well, I heard about this, yeah, but it's yeah. way more than two hundred thousand now. Yeah, it's over four hundred thousand yeah. now. I think. Uh, I know it's not really a sick and wrong article, but I just wanted to hear your opinions on people who seem to get sand in their vagina and make a petition for something they don't like. Peace out. Keep it sick. Keep it wrong. You know, I I actually like the fact. I I, I admire the fact that Donald Trump is a persona non grata. Yeah, it's kind UK. of fun. You know. You know, fuck that guy. Yeah. Like that. <laughs> I. I have you. know Because I'm like kind of, you know, half a troll, I do think it would be very amusing if Donald Trump didn't win the presidency. Obviously, I would never vote for Donald Trump. Yeah. I'd I'd vote for Bernie Sanders. I'd vote for, you know, fucking Hillary Clinton over Donald Trump. But for the lulls, how funny would it be to have Donald Trump as the president of the United States?
3: Yeah, I mean, it, it would be interesting for a little
2: while. For a little while, but it's four mm. years, people. Yeah. It's a long time. That is a long time. A and, long time. And it, like Donald Trump's one of those jokes that's going to get really old really quickly. You know, it'll be funny for about six months. And then it's going to get really serious when he does something stupid and maniacal. Yeah. You know?
3: I mean, the, the entirety of the United States would become some kind of, you know, gold-plated, garish 80s nightmare. Yeah. I, think, I mean,
2: know. look at that guy. Yeah. So anyway, my hat's off to the UK. Get that petition signed. Don't let him in your country. I think that's really funny. I think the other countries should step up and do the same thing. Uh, people, as I said before, we got the holiday show coming up next week. There will be surprise guests. You'll never guess who. Um, it's a surprise. But yeah, call the show 206 666 3846. We're gonna get through the calls. We're gonna play we're gonna drink a lot of egg dog. Gonna get drunk. You know, Harrison, you haven't done a holiday show, but they're very, it's a sloppy mess, pretty much. There's no structure to it. We just uh, maybe get an interview, play a lot of calls, um, and drink throughout. So it'll it'll be a fun time. All right. Um, That'll be next week. Uh, People, take part. Give us a call. Um, Also, we have uh, Stick and Wrong merch right now at Cafe Press. We don't have any t-shirts left. Uh, We are working on a new shirt. I think there's going to be some new shirts coming out in the new year. But you can go to the Cafe Press store and you can buy some stuff. Uh, Finally, here, Sickerong song of the week um, is uh, "Run the Jews. Have you heard this? No. Uh, It's a Bernie Sanders uh, slash Run the Jewels, which is a killer. Do you know who Killer Mike is? No. Killer Mike's a rapper. Um, He's kind of a like a leftist rapper. He's a big supporter of Bernie Sanders. Okay. But the dude, actually, the dude's a a talented rapper. But he has his rap group is called Run the Jewels. So this uh, comedy troupe here called Pregnantville made a mashup of Bernie Sanders with Killer Mike. So they, This is very
3: complicated. Yeah, this, so, this is confusing me.
2: Uh, Pregnantville said Killer Mike from Run the Jewels recently spoke at a Bernie Sanders rally in, Austin, in Atlanta. Mm. And they said this is what it would sound like if Bernie Sanders and Killer Mike got together and recorded a rap album. So the song is called Run the Jews. This is Bernie Sanders and Killer Mike. Um, do, you the, do you remember the Borat movie? Yes. You remember that part in the beginning? It was like the running of the Jews. Yeah. And yeah. <laughs> this like this no. big like, uh, big nose statue. Yeah. That's what it makes me think of. All right. But uh, it's actually not a bad song. They did a good job with it. All right. So we're going to end the show with Run the Jews. Go Bernie. Feel the burn. Bernie Sanders. Uh people we'll be back next week at episode 512 until then take it sleazy. Run the juice fast. Run the run the juice fast. Run the drum the drum run the, run, run, the, run, run,
1: the run, run the run the fuck the slow mo.
7: in you protested to get in in one fucking wood. Everything I scribbles like the anarchist look, 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 look good Larry David and me getting mistook Black on black on black with a ski mask That is my crew How you like my styling bruh? Ain't nobody smiling bruh About to turn this motherfucker up Like Riker's Island bruh <laughs> my fathers and my cripples and my blooders and my brothers When you niggas gon' unite and kill the police Motherfuckers Or take over a jail Get them CO's hell The burning of that sofa god damn I love the smell Like it's a pillow. Fuck the warden and when you found we don't kill them We just water them We killing them for freedom Cause they tortured us for boredom And even if some good was that fuck it The Lord
1: assorted them I, I'm not a hoarder But Clinton you can't afford her The debates are unimportant The White House has become mortar. I'm a bold weak senator Limit grip on abortion I let women choose for themselves We need pro-choice men I'm a and I'll fuck up a Trump I eat my cheese so frequent I've never taken a dump I'm with Mikey We think I it. We smoke weed for fun. Hey we the hey, type of Come on, from the juice facts, from the from the juice facts, from the from the from from the from from the from from the from from the juice facts, from the from the juice facts, from the from the from from the from from the from from the from My childhood friends say we are all dead Fuck you. Just spin the discussion, youngins. You hold your jobs when I'm running. I listen, produce a platform. I'm an old newcomer. Now I'll always be the champ of the people. Look at my numbers. Not here to buy votes. I've got millions. Dummy, get rid of the. The notes make villains cry for their money I'm trained into writing businesses dissidents waiting on the citizen I know the pundits pants they'll be pissing in a Jewish boy from the state on the side of common sense I'll raise all the state tax for the liars and the one percent no shit everybody the middle class is a prison the only solace you'll have is my inaugural visit a solitary conditions, preventing conjugal
7: visits. Domain and missing my misses. They keeping me from my chilling. Conditions create a villain. The villain is giving vision. The vision becomes a vow to vengeance on all the vicious liars and politicians. profiteers of the prisons, the forehead engravers and slavers of men and women,
1: including members of clergy that rule on you through religion. I'll strip the church from the state and tell them God is forbidden. God is forbidden. From the Jews, fast. From the from the Jews, fast. From the from the from from the from the from the Rumid, rum the rum Jews fast, rumid, rumid, juice fast, rumid, rum, 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 rummage, rum, 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 rum. fuck the slow Wow
6: guys, that's some great podcasting you got there. Wait some five days for Lance Wackerly's return while well, everybody is coming and waiting for him to just return. I hope it disappointed everybody else and they'll quit fucking bitching about it. Harrison, this is your spot. Don't fuck it up.